Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the film critic for the website Quipster.net. You can read all of my written reviews there anytime, over 4,000 of them, and counting at Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to remind you that I do films of the 1980s in podcast form, a review, a retrospective look at some of the movies that I grew up watching. Just do a search for Around the World in 80s Movies wherever you're listening to this right now, and you'll find it. Today we're going to be taking a look at The House with a Clock in Its Walls. It's a film that is directed by Eli Roth. The cast includes Owen Vaccaro, Jack Black, Kate Blanchett, Kyle MacLachlan, Renee Elise Goldsberry, and Colleen Camp. The screenplay is by Eric Kripke. And it's a PG-rated film for some mild scares and some language. The runtime is an hour and 44 minutes. Now, if you've heard of the name Eli Roth, who's the director of this film, you know he is known as kind of a gormeister. He, he really is toning down his usual style, toning it down way, way down for The House with a Clock in Its Walls. It's a PG-rated, semi-Spielbergian, big-screen adaptation. I mentioned it's semi-Spielbergian. It's probably no surprise, given that Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment is the production house for the film. This is an adaptation of John Belair's oddly titled 1973 novel of the same name. It's a far cry from the likes of Eli Roth's torture point entries like Hostel and The Green Inferno and Cabin Fever and those kinds of movies. If anything, The House with a Clock in Its Walls is going to prove that Eli Roth does have skills as a director beyond just being exploitative, although his longtime fans are likely going to hope his experience here in this film won't temper his prior tendencies to push the limits of violence in future projects. I never could quite stomach Eli Roth's other films, so I can't say I'm a fan, but I will respect those who think he has something more than the norm. Now, while there are some horror elements to this film, they do stay in the realm of the mild throughout. It's content to give young kids a thrill ride, even if adults are going to likely take it all in stride. As far as what the film is about, it's set in a small town called New Zebedee in Michigan during the mid-1950s. There, we follow the adventures of a 10-year-old orphan named Louis Barnevelt, who is mourning the recent loss of his parents to a fatal car accident, and he ends up staying in the rickety and seemingly haunted Victorian mansion of his uncle Jonathan, played by Jack Black. Jonathan is an eccentric warlock who's often visited by his neighbor, this witch named Mrs. Zimmerman, played by Kate Blanchett. And the mansion that he resides in is anything but mundane. So this new home means a new school for Lewis, who is immediately labeled as kind of a square by his peers. And he subsequently gets picked on as he tries in vain to make at least one friend. Now, school is not the only place of learning for Lewis. Jonathan and Mrs. Zimmerman begin to teach him the ways of the warlocks, the witches. So he's becoming a magician of sorts, and his acts are soon spurred on when he sees visions of his dead mother, who kind of encourages him to take this path. While all of them end up mysteriously spending their time looking for this fabled clock that's hidden within the walls of the mansion. Kind of a doomsday clock of sorts. Now, the house with a clock in its walls is innocuous fun. Fans of the book are likely to be a little bit disappointed by the curious lack of suspense and intrigue because the mystery as to the clock... It doesn't quite 
take shape in the way that you think it will. Part of the reason for the lack of tension is the sheer amount of bells and whistles already on display from within the mansion that Eli Roth throws in. You have wild and giant creatures that are lurking behind doors. You have pieces of furniture that seem to have lives of their own. Everything really kind of comes to life. There's a lot of activity on the screen almost at all times. Now, some fun will be had when you watch Lewis begin to do magic that may be a little bit more advanced than he can properly handle. You have a clever one that brings jack-o'-lanterns to life, whereupon they mischievously spew their innards, <laughs> they puke up their guts against the protagonists, and it threatens to encase them in a rapidly solidifying batch of glop. Now, the most curious of the casting is Kate Blanchett. Here she's taking on more of a supporting role, and one that doesn't really require a knockout actor like her to perform. She ends up elevating the film nonetheless with her presence and dashes of her typical nuance to give Mrs. Zimmerman the air of complexity. Jack Black, who already made an effects-heavy semi-horror children's book property recently in the very similar Goosebumps, He's his usual energetic self, although he does play more for caricature here than character, and that leaves his role of Jonathan as an enigma in motivation throughout. Despite plenty of spunky charisma on display, he still remains somewhat out of reach for us to fully understand what he's going for. The bantering chemistry between him and Zimmerman, as played by Kate Blanchett, is one of the film's best assets, I would say. I would I definitely could watch another movie with these two. Kyle MacLachlan makes a memorable late appearance in the film as the rival warlock Isaac Izzard. His rise and fall in his profession ties in directly with the titular clock that has implications far, far beyond the walls of the mansion. The house with a clock in its walls is handsomely presented. It has lots of eye candy visual effects to support it. You have a load of period props, gothic sets, elaborate costumes. Those are all admirable, although... Maybe it's a little bit too busy for us to properly settle into the more personal story that happens to be at the core of the film. If the moments of mayhem could have been relegated to maybe certain sequences instead of sporadically popping up throughout often, the result may have been a little bit better in terms of its pacing, and we should get more exploration of these characters as people for whom we should care before we see them encountering all sorts of danger later. It kind of is an empty calories movie, even though it may probably entertain most people throughout. Younger viewers, I think, will get the most mileage out of the proceedings. Eli Roth here leaning heavily on bodily functions to inject laughs sometimes in scenes that he feels needs that kind of punctuation. Adults may find it a little bit on the bland side generally, with a few occasional hiccups of amusement to keep grown-ups' interest, despite inherent familiarity in this post-Harry Potter film world. All in all, I will give it a mild recommendation. I do think that delivers the goods that most people are going to be expecting. It's a PG-rated, you know, magic comedy horror film. So it gives you all of that stuff within. I don't think it's going to knock out most people. But I do think that most people who are attracted to this kind of movie will be properly entertained. So I'm going to give it three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for those people who like this kind of movie. If you like those Harry Potter films mixed with some Tim Burton, some maybe Terry Gilliam-esque moments, all of that gets kind of mixed in the group here. You'll probably be entertained by the house with a clock in its walls. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you've seen the house with a clock in its walls and you have something else you want to say, you can find my contact information at my website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.